everyone. Welcome to Meet the Rockadopolis. I'm Yes Like Rockadopolis. And I'm Lance Rockadopolis. And today we're going to talk about ruthlessness. So the occasion for this episode was the last episode on bullying. On that episode, Lance really seemed to be very, very open and eager for me to be more ruthless with him than I have been in the past. Would you say that that's accurate? I would 100% completely agree with that. And so I really do need to be able to use Lance more effectively and efficiently as a slave. So we'll structure this episode in four parts, ruthlessness in the non-kinky aspects of our lives, physical ruthlessness, psychological ruthlessness, and the connections between the physical and psychological. One kind of ruthlessness would be ruthlessness with ourselves. Lance, you're pretty ruthless with your bodybuilding, at least. Mm-hmm. But I really don't consider myself a bodybuilder. I do know that it helps when bodybuilders are masochists. They do take it to extremes in the amount of pain that they inflict upon themselves. It's not to say on occasion that I haven't done that, but uh, they tend to do it more frequently. I've worked out to the point where I could not walk the next day or lift my arms over my head. Bodybuilding is not a particularly healthy lifestyle. Their diet, the steroids that they take, and the amount of punishment they inflict on their bodies, it, it basically takes a toll. Historically, I have rarely been ruthless with myself or others. I can be very lazy and very non-confrontational in a bad way, especially when I don't feel personally invested in what I'm doing, like, for example, in my marriage. I think the most ruthless I've ever been was with myself between college and grad school, when I was working like 16 hours a day for a couple of months to pay for my move to Mississippi for grad school. But that really wasn't that big of a deal. I was 24 and happy to do it. I was happy. I was just happy in general. I actually have been ruthless with other people, though. I've been quite ruthless with my husband. For example, buying our house. He's really a very fearful person and was terrified of buying a house. But my point is that it's very difficult to live with someone who is that hesitant to assume or accept even small amounts of risk. It really lowers one's quality of life if you're married to that person. So yes, I have been known to bully ruthlessly from time to time, but the bullying was never gratuitous. A lot of the time, my husband was just extremely fearful to take any kind of positive action. But that's not Lance. Lance is not an anxious person by nature, and he is very much a man of action. Yes, I've previously mentioned that I do like to push and test myself. I try to find comfort in being uncomfortable. Are you now comfortable in discomfort overall? I can cite a recent example where I was in front of elected officials and they were asking me a, a lot of tough questions that I really didn't have the answer to. I was comfortable with saying that 
I simply don't know the answer to that, and I'll have to get back with you on that. And Lance has also contributed a lot of adventurous energy and determination to our relationship, and I really love him for that. With his support, we climbed 11 mountains over 14,000 feet high. We've kept this podcast going for just about two years. We've helped each other through our respective marital woes. And we've explored our kinky interests together for more than five years. Now that our children are in high school, it won't be long until they'll be in college and we will be able to do whatever I want us to do. And what I want us to do is to create a multimedia, multi-platform publishing enterprise focused on femdom, BDSM, and an adult humanities curriculum around ideological transgression. I also want us to move to the UK. And really, the podcast has been inspiring and motivating for me to work on the bigger picture. But now it's really time to level up. And that means being more ruthless with myself and with Lance. It means being more self-disciplined, basically, and disciplinary on my part. And that means me being more focused and Lance being a better slave. And by better, I mean capable of more work. Mm -hmm. Because what is a slave if not a supplier of free labor? I like that demotivations picture that's showing the pyramid and uh, the caption under it is slavery it gets shit done <laughs> so today we'll be talking largely about how i'm becoming more ruthless with lance in terms of both our physical play and our power exchange relationship and we'll discuss ways that we can start to merge those two sides of our relationship in order to fully utilize the power of our dynamic, in order to grow our multimedia enterprise, relocate to the UK, and also to expand our polyandrous family. Yeah, I definitely want to help you accomplish your goals. I'm very happy in the supportive role, but I see you becoming more ruthless as more pain for me, more degradation and bullying. So when it comes to kinky play, all of the following that I'm going to be discussing fosters a sense that I'm the one to be violated and not able to stand up for myself. I mean, something as simple as you slapping me in the face, and we can escalate that by uh, you punching me. I like it when you push and lead me around. The takedowns are great. That's really fun. I grab you by your slave collar and pull you down to the ground. That's something that you've really enjoyed and I also really enjoy. Along those lines, um, making you crawl, whether I'm holding your collar or, or whether I have you on a leash. Most recently, you've taken an interest in insulting me by calling me a dumb Polak. You mentioned that it has to resonate with you and be truthful in some way so that it hurts me more. I am of Polish heritage, so that part is accurate. And the dumb part plays on my insecurities about me not being smart enough. It would be great if you violated my personal space more often. You already pinch my nipples whenever you feel like it. You finger fuck me in the mouth, ears and ass. 
But e even standing too close to me can be kind of intimidating. I just thought of something. Maybe when I give you a command or correction, I should do it like two inches from your face. Like I'm yelling and there's spit flying all over your face, kind of like an evil boss on a cartoon. Yeah, like the, what I'm thinking of is like the sergeant in a full metal jacket. He was intense. And of course, I'm probably yelling at you for something to do with either grammar or food preparation. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Those are the recent corrections that you've made. So all these things are things that both of us enjoy. But to get to the ruthless piece, I feel that you should continue to do them even when it starts to become too much for me. One example of too much is when we're lying together and you're teasing the fuck out of me, pinching my nipples or penis. I sometimes feel like it's like the sensations are too much, but you continue to do those things. And I'm literally begging to come after months of no orgasms. Then what do you do? You just laugh at me. Is <laughs> so delicious. After a while, you just kick me out of bed and order me to get you coffee. <laughs> of course, my heart on is pointing the way. It's useful in that way. Maybe we should have you hard on the hike, pointing toward the summit. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> so in terms of power exchange, I think one thing that's been holding me back is that I just really don't want it to be transactional. Like, I feel like I have to really be in the mood to justify dominating you. I am in the mood a lot, but not 100% of the time, not 24-7, or even when we're together. But this is the nature of our relationship. So I have set up a new work schedule for Lance in addition to our morning work sessions, you know, and just sort of random work sessions on the weekend. I'm going to have Lance tweet something pertaining to the project every day. I know he can't wait to do that. <laughs> that is if Elon Musk doesn't destroy it by the end of the weekend. He also needs to be doing some audiograms and he needs to be doing them the way that I want them to be done, not the way that he wants to do them. And he also needs to help out with the Patreons. And so in addition to the five hours plus the recordings during the week, we're going to do eight hours on the weekend. Yeah, all that social media work gets on me, and it's really painful. But, you know, you're my slave. Yep. Even though I'm still a little bit concerned about transactionality, it's really very obvious to me that the play certainly has a role in lubricating the power exchange. Ooh, I like that. Lance has assured me of this fact several times but the overly intellectual side of me has been skeptical because I just don't get it. I can't figure out why that would be true. On the other hand, of course, the reality is that our brains are affected by all kinds of chemicals all the time. I mean, the brain is a bunch of chemicals. When I was in college, a philosophy professor suggested that the mind is what the brain does. And that seems very reasonable to me. So are, are you talking about... When I say that when I get a spanking, it puts me in a more submissive mind frame. Well, that's what I'm saying that you are telling me. But my question to you would be, does our physical activities put you in a more dominant uh, mind frame as well? 
they do put me in a more dominant mind frame because they turn me on just like you taking commands turns you on. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there is definitely a sexual component to the whole thing, which is what you want in a romantic relationship. I mean, it's right. not like we're fucking all day, but that undercurrent of attraction and eroticism makes life healthier and more and and happier. So what types of ruthlessness do you need, Lance? What I need to feel from you is basically being put upon imposing your will, as we previously mentioned. I want you to remind me that you are better than me in general as a person. As a slave, I would like to feel helpless and beaten down, subjugated. I definitely need to feel all those things. You basically want me to be the boss from hell, almost literally. That would be an emphatic yes, master. I just don't want to be like one of those prostitutes who's like, oh, I'm one of the special ones who actually comes from sex with my clients, you know, because what really turns me on is the power and the physical power, the power to torture him with the combination of pain and pleasure is really very gratifying to me. And it's even more gratifying to know that our kinky play is promoting outcomes beyond the physical piece. That's really the most transgressive thing of all, that we use the energy that we generate from our dynamic to make things for other people. That's really the most transgressive part of it all, I think. So the ruthlessness is a means to an end. It's not play. It's real life. So it's about incentivizing Lance to do more work for me. You've never resisted doing work for me. And now I'm going to push you even further. Hmm. So you're saying that you're going to be more demanding and expect more of me. I think that's a fair thing to ask of a slave. I want to be tested, almost, almost have it to be too much. I trust in you to know what my limits should be. And I want to be begging for mercy and have you say, too bad, my little bitch slave, you signed up for this. Right. I just want to make a couple of comments on what you just said, though, because first of all, it's not just fair to treat a slave that way. That's how a slave should be treated by definition, right? Yes. At least a consensual slave. I guess what I was thinking of are expectations. It's fair to be (laughs) expecting a lot from a slave. And secondly, it's always going to be too much. I'm always going to push you. I'm going to just push and push because that is how you get better, just like a bodybuilder, right? Mm -hmm. You have to keep pushing, so I'm going to keep pushing. Great. It's like you're my personal trainer in the slave sense. Aren't all doms basically personal trainers, at least doms worth their salt? So we have a new polyandry prospect. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Polyandry is the soul of ruthlessness. And that's why I like it. It's such an in-my-face demonstration of the power imbalance, and it tests my submissive abilities to a great degree. If your vetting process progresses far enough, there will be another man standing right in front of me vying for your attention. So I've got to be on my best behavior. I feel like In those circumstances, I am at a severe disadvantage. 
And it's happened a couple of times, so I know what I'm talking about. Really? So you felt that way with the two previous polyandry prospects? Mm-hmm. Interesting. You didn't show it. You were very gracious, except for with the one that you didn't like. But you were still gracious with him. <laughs> That's what I was going for. That was very good. I'm interested in polyandry because it's a way of doing poly without having to deal with my own jealousy issues. I don't share. I don't get <laughs> how people can do that. I get that they do do it and I admire them, but that is not me. But I am definitely ruthless uh, when it comes to polyandry, just not with myself. Are you sure about that, though, about not being ruthless with yourself? It seems like you have to put a lot of effort into this whole process. So I'm thinking that it kind of is being ruthless with yourself. Yeah, I think you're right. It takes a lot of energy and it takes overcoming a lot of resistance, which is mostly just like a kind of emotional inertia. Because it's like exponentially harder to get a second slave than it is to get a first. Mm -hmm. And I've done some research here and there about realistically what is needed in order to actually make it happen. And so I'm working on it in a more systematic way. We'll see what happens. But it's also just totally outrageous that, you know, I just want more and more and more and I'm actually going to try to get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Does it turn you on? Because I certainly am. It turns me on to accept my desire for it. The process can be a little dry, let's say. <laughs> but one erotic piece is that Lance always does play a significant role in the vetting and onboarding process. And it is pretty arousing to force him to help me find another mate. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned vetting and onboarding. I like the word enrollment or orientation. Right, but you have enrollment spelled E-N-R-O-L-E-ment as though it's ushering someone into a specific role. It's a nice pun. So what types of emotional labor, based on your previous experience with our polyandry efforts, do you foresee in this process? Well, to be honest, I don't see that there's going to be much emotional labor, at least not up front. This, this prospect is not local, so I won't have to deal with the reality of him until he gets here. That's true. So the emotional sadism will have to wait, I guess. Another way that I enjoy being ruthless is intellectually. I'm pretty good with Aristotelian logic in its various forms. It's fairly basic, but I can spot formal and informal fallacies from a mile away. Unfortunately, logic only goes so far when it comes to relationships, because character and credibility are also important for persuasion, and so is emotion. I suppose I have a pretty good character as a dom, like I'm a decent person, I'm trustworthy, and I'm always ready to improve and to take feedback, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. But we're talking about ruthlessness now as a necessary component of doming someone or mastering them. Ooh, I like master as a verb for us. To be credible, right? Lance, do you think that it is vital for a dom to be ruthless in order to be a credible dom? 
I would say yes. Uh, Ruthless Dom is resolute and knows what she wants and won't accept failure or half measures. What about emotional ruthlessness? What does that look like? Emotion is the third major means of persuasion that Aristotle identified. And emotional ruthlessness is different from emotional sadism because it's not a form of play, right? But can it be? Well, let's look at the dumb thing. How is that ruthless and not just a gratuitous insult? Uh, Because I see it serving a purpose. That purpose being lowering me in terms of my status in our relationship. I've only recently started becoming comfortable with that, but I think that is kind of key. Okay, but I would never use a racial slur to promote some kind of waspy Anglo-American supremacy. I call you that simply because it's wrong. It is basically just not taking other people's feelings into account or else deliberately making someone feel bad about themselves in order to control them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm looking for. It's, it doesn't have to do with the whole wasp versus non-wasp uh, thing, but there are, are many others, a thousand and one different ways you can lower me and get me used to the fact that you have much more freedom and options in how to behave than what I have available to me. You mentioned it before, ruthlessness is a means to an end. It's a way to overcome or become inured to criticisms and corrections. In this way, I'm hoping it'll accomplish one of your goals to have a better slave. I do want you to be more direct in your criticisms of me, and I need to develop the skills to take those corrections, paraphrase them, ask questions of you, and communicate back to you in a way that is acceptable. And I am becoming more ruthless with you, even though I think there's a potential risk to our relationship in me doing that. I can bully you into slaving away at accomplishing my goals, but the deeper questions are, how much ruthlessness will I be able to inflict on you And how much will you be able to take? So this concludes today's discussion on ruthlessness. Thank you everyone for joining us. Our next episode will be on intellectual domination. So until that time, have a great week. (laughs) 